Doki. Hey, welcome everybody. It is seven o'clock. That means it's time for Sci-Fi Distilled. So welcome to the distillery. Welcome, Mary Beth. Hello. How are you? Uh, uh, so tonight we're kind of still working on animated animation uh, shows. Um, so tonight we're doing the 1998 classic, one season only, Cowboy Bebop. Um, alas, alas. Had a movie season. after this, I know. And then, of course, most recently, this past uh, fall, they did a um, live action, which is really good and unfortunately did not get picked up. I don't know why. People have no taste. I don't understand network people. We can discuss it. I think I might know why. We can discuss. So, anyway, uh, with that being said, do you have some news for us? Oh, I got all kinds of news. I have so news. much news. Uh, so sit back, put your feet up. Here comes the news. Hi, Dennis. Um, 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 um. Guys, we're going back to the moon, which is exciting. NASA has announced its unmanned test flight Artemis 1 will go sometime between August 2029 and September 5. This is the agency's first big step toward returning astronauts to the moon and it is a test flight of the new space launch system, Mega Rocket, and also the Orion crew capsule. I know nothing about either of those, but uh, this has been a decade in development and cost more than $20 billion. And uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's go to the moon. Let's see what we can learn. That could be cool. Yeah, it's been far too long since we've been there. Far too long. And far maybe too long. We might need the elbow room someday. So. Yeah. We, we, well, you know, and that's and that's I know I've talked about this before, but that is the basis of Apple's show for all mankind is that for we all continued mankind. the space for race continued and it drove, uh, of course, innovation and um, and the space race. So we were in, in, in this show, if you're not watching it, third season three, it's now the mid 1990s and they're doing a Mars mission. Yes. Uh, so that's how far we advance. We're so far, we're still a ways away from a Mars mission just yet. We are ways, but I think this moon would be like yeah. going to the moon. Yeah, I think would that's, be a step. Again, that's kind of a step in the right direction. And then, of a course, the other big the right news, is, which has made, is that the Russians are pulling out of the ISS. The Russians are pulling mm -hmm. out of the ISS. Yes. So that's 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 a big deal. People don't realize that that's that's a fairly big deal um, because it was the U.S. and the Russians were kind of holding the fort there. But under the current political climate, it does not shock me. No, me neither. Moving on tonight, uh, the other massive news, and I've got so much coming out of this. San Diego Comic-Con just took place this past weekend, and it looked like it was off the hook. It was its first time back in two years. So people were exciting, excited. Among the many announcements coming out of there were, and I'm really just going to hit the highlights, and there's, I'm still about to talk for like five minutes that. straight here. Um, the Orville. Uh, so they're starting to release uh, some of their scripts as little novels now, which is great. Uh, but no renewal news yet, which has left fans really disappointed. They, they, the push goes on because they do want it renewed for a season four. But Seth MacFarlane announced that all three seasons of The Orville will be available on Disney Plus starting on August 10. So you don't need to get Hulu if you already have Disney. 
Yeah. Then that's that's actually pretty good because I don't like watching it on Hulu because of the commercials. I'm I'm one of those I don't think yeah, same, so, same. So to be able to watch it on Disney commercial free, it will be nice. Um yeah. I, I have to be honest with it, just since we're kind of on a tangent with the Gorville, I I've been less than impressed with this season. There's been Not a better. The the past couple episodes I was I was better with. I'm one behind. I'm one episode behind, but than the current one. But yeah, it's just there's a couple of good ones here and there. There's a couple of good yucks, but I don't know. I, I was really maybe it was the anticipation because it had been so long. It was the anticipation, and they left us with that kick-ass space battle. Yeah, and then the, the episode out of the gate was really yeah. slow and boring and just, yeah, and the first episode out of the gate. My was thing boring. is, I know they're trying to be TNG light, but um, my thing is, they need to get it. I, I think, and this is your guys' opinion, can obviously be different, but I think they, they need to get move away from more of these the human personal stories of the crew. And this, I, I want to see more aliens, and yeah, I don't know, I think I, story, I, yeah, more story yeah. about what's going on in space than what's going on in their personal lives, in their, in their lives, yeah, yeah. I think we'll see. I, I was, I thought the last couple episodes were good, were better anyway. So, eh. but, yeah. but one of them is definitely a personal life episode. So, eh, take, yeah, there's several though in there. This little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, go move, ahead. so anyway, keep, let's keep going with Comic Con. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, a show that you and I were literally just talking about before we started the show Resident Alien got season three. Season Are they on season three? three? Yeah, they're going to go season yeah. three early in August. So uh, that's that's huge. That's that's unheard of, really. They got like a mid season. <laughs> A renewal mid-season, renewal. yeah. But they're gonna. But have you noticed there's been like weird renewals lately? Like they were, they had renewed Strange New Worlds before it even even aired. Like there's been weird renewals yeah. lately. So maybe that's the new trend. I don't know. Uh, the DCEU, the DC Universe, they only had two things going on at Comic Con. One was Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which will be in theaters this Christmas. They dropped that trailer, and I actually loved the first Shazam. I loved it. I think we should do it on this show and the other thing they they uh dropped the trailer for was uh dwayne johnson and black adam so everyone is super excited about that and oh dwayne went ahead and gave everyone in the audience a free ticket to see it in imax which is pretty cool thank you the rock um we did get a lord of the rings trailer so for the prime videos uh the rings of yeah power. That's the, the rings of power yep that's coming out soon that is coming out soon. And of course, not to be outdone, HBO dropped the Game of Thrones prequel House of Dragon trailer. So you got that. So all kinds of cool fantasy things going on. But the, oh, and I'll do Star Trek first because I'll save Marvel for last. Um, Star Trek had its little moment. They released cast portraits for Picard season three. Uh, there's a gorgeous shot of Michael Dorn's wharf with the white hair and the white, like a white beard and the white, and he has on his back a curlith. It's a sword. And showrunner Terry Madalus, uh says, yes, we will see him use it. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, Alex Christman did not say anything about, the, people were asking about Stand, uh, Standalone Deep Space Nine because they, the, they dropped the Lower Decks trailer. And if you guys haven't seen the oh Lower God, Decks trailer, was, I, I'm going to drop Dex trailer looks for you. so good. It looks awesome. It, At the very out. end, they're like, just admire, they're like circling Deep Space Nine. They're like, just admire the pylons. Yeah, just drawing uh, admire the pylons. Admire the pylons. Uh, Kersman doesn't say anything about the possibility of a Deep Space Nine series, uh, but he says there have definitely been talks 
uh, Cisco is apparently a you gotta critical get, what's his name back though the original showrunner I think for that um, yeah probably I can't think of the well, guy's name the guy with the beard um, Terry Mattel has worked on that isn't that where where um, either the Akutas or Doug said that you know I remember him from this so I trust him with this other thing I can't remember I don't remember but, but I, think, Kurt, I think to make it work they need to go back to the well which I think is what paramount slash cbs tends not to do well what 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 he said was that we all want to make sure that this comes out of a place of being able to tell a new story while honoring what's already happened which they always say fine but i think you have exactly they're not they haven't been honoring what came before much in my opinion um i think think lower decks is probably let them Lower Decks is the most honoring of any of them. And its <laughs> tongue is firmly planted in its cheek. I think we can thank Dayton for that. Yes. Yes. Yes, we can. Kurtzman <laughs> also dropped that there are two new Star Trek shows in development right now, but he gave no further details, which left fans to speculate if one of them was Section 31. We don't know. No one knows. So, but the bigger news was the crossover. You haven't mentioned oh, that. that. Yes, that's my So, the surprise. <laughs> The surprise of the Star Trek San Diego Comic-Con weekend was uh, Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid of Lower Decks crashing the Strange New Worlds panel because there is going to be a Strange New Worlds season two crossover episode. And Mariner and Boimler will appear in live action, which cracks me up to know. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be probably pretty good. I don't know how they're going to do it because if they're going to be those characters, how are they... there must be a time thing. There have to be a time jump, absolutely, because it's the wrong time. There were, yeah. we're in two like different 100, times. Over 100 years, 150 years or something. Part. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tani and Jack are obviously, you guys already know, no strangers to live action. You see Jack every week in The Boys with, with another Star Trek alum, Carl Urban. And Tani was in Space Force with Steve Carell. So we'll, we're going to see the Cerritos visit Deep Space Nine and at least, uh, you know, admire their pilots. Marvel, but of all the stuff, on San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel held court. Marvel wins the weekend. Marvel Phase 4 is over, kids. We're moving on to Phases 5 and 6, and it's going to start in Wakanda. The Black Panther trailer dropped. The release date is 11-11-22. It looks, it's fire. I'm about to put a link in the chat um, for every single trailer that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. It's 30 minutes, 30 glorious minutes of trailers. Watch it. The, the Wakanda Forever trailer is sort of near the beginning of it. Just watch it. It, it is absolute fire. I loved it and I loved the music in it. Um, we got our very first look at Ant-Man and, and Wasp Quantumania with Kang the Conqueror. We got our look at Daredevil Born Again with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, which will be interesting. That's coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, they announced Captain America New World Order in theaters May 3, 2024. They announced Thunderbolts would follow closely behind. Um, they talked about Fantastic Four, which was kind of interesting. Uh, they talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 that has that an exclusive trailer for SDCC audiences only, but never fear, that stuff always leaks eventually. <laughs> You'll see it eventually. Somebody recorded they, it on their phone. Someone had to have recorded it. And then not one, but two Avengers movies coming in 2025. So I'm, I'm going to put up uh, some key dates for you in the chat. And um, I also have, if I can just 
there's all the dates for those of you who like to know when stuff is happening. And what was the other thing I was going to show you guys? There's all the trailers. Watch that. Oh, and here's the, here's the Star Trek. Um, for those of you guys who want to see it, here's the whole Star Trek panel. It's an hour and a half. Don't turn it on now. Wait till later. So yeah, so much coming, so much to look forward to. Um, we've got the, oh, Agatha's coming. Loki season two is coming. Uh, Secret Invasion is coming. Like Marvel is just going crazy. The really weird thing, you guys, not a, nothing out of Star Wars this time. Probably because they dropped it all at Star Wars Celebration back in May. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because um, Andor is supposed to be, I think, as of August, I thought it was supposed to drop. Yeah, like soon. I thought, yeah. So that should be dropping pretty soon. And the trailer for that looked really good. So um, that's so, uh, all right. So we're we're gonna move on. That's the news. That's all the news. That's well, the one bring. thing I, I which I was saying to you earlier, which didn't kind of dropped, was uh, Resident Evil on Netflix, the uh, the TV show, huh. uh, eight episodes. Um, so if you're a Resident Evil fan, it does not have Mila. Sorry. At least, I love Mila. At least from what I've seen. I, mean, I think I've seen about four or five episodes and no Mila, but I don't know if they're going to stick her in there as a uh, as a cameo at some point. But um, but beyond that, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I've been watching it. I enjoy it. If you like Resident Evil uh, movies, you'll you'll probably like this. It's, it's within on par. Uh, again, not for the faint of heart. If you're but anyway, so moving on. Uh, moving on. That's so, all I got. Let's let's move on to cigarettes on. and jazz. So, yeah, so do you have a beverage? Oh, I do Cowboy have. Beach? Hang on. Um, so the, the humanity has moved out into the solar system and took cigarettes and jazz with them. Why not? Well, this one's kind of if this is actually a really old recipe and it is used in the show. Um, Spike actually has it. When it is, has yes, it. this is mentioned. This is a very old recipe for hangovers, kind of hair of the dog. Uh, so I thought it was kind of appropriate as it's called the prairie oyster um, because it has a raw. But it's egg. got cognac in it. It's got. Okay. Uh, it's got. There's different. Depending on which recipe you look up, there's some that are used gin. Uh, I thought this was kind of the most comprehensive one, so I took this particular recipe. But there are variations on the same theme. But it's basically you're drinking an egg and some alcohol. It's the basics of it. There's just as much Worcestershire as there is tomato juice, <laughs> and there's even more vinegar. <laughs> then there is yeah, it's, okay. it's probably it's probably quite a shock to your system which i guess is the point which is the point I've when you're not a fan of eating completely raw eggs but hey you know ah, i eat carbonara that's got raw protein. egg in it yeah but that's that that's good that, it quasi cooks yeah it, it quasi cooks trust me i make carbonara all the time it's cooked that egg is cooked it quasi cooks so. all right uh, anyway, la, 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 la. oh so, well, speaking we... of food hey while we're talking about food, you know what else i got kids I got recipes for uh, bell peppers and beef, which is mentioned not once but twice in the show. So there was this I, kind I of came fun across, watch. I was doing some research. I came across there was a restaurant that was actually trying to mimic all the the food from the show, which was their 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 recipes and like what they eat on the ship is like always terrible because they never have any money. So it's yes, always yes. like it's always like you know it's, it's like, like it's, it's like mushrooms. It's supposed to be no like peppers there. and beef, but there's no beef. So you wouldn't call it beef now, you know, whatever in beef now, would you? Well, I still would, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's anyway, a lot of different food mentioned. Yeah, so uh, this is, this is, came out in 1998. Um, it, 
it's probably my favorite um anime but that's not really saying much because hey, I'm i'm just not a huge fan of anime in general not to say i don't like it that's just not my huge thing and people get into it so i haven't seen like a ton of it but this one kind of pulled me in when i started to watch it uh, maybe it was the open i said to very beth this is probably the only show that i don't on netflix or whatever i'm watching it on doesn't hit skip open <laughs> to get past yeah. it oh it's got a fantastic so open now reason when i disagree I think Archer is deliberately it's definitely it's a not it's a straight nod. I th I think it's definitely taken. There's no question they took, um, you know, a lot of stuff from from this open. Uh, it definitely, maybe it's a homage to it, or if it was direct copy. I don't think it was a intended to be a rip off of it. No, but, I think it's a straight not a straight acknowledgement and nod like. Yeah, but and I think both of them. No, what is there back in the sixties? Wasn't there something in the sixties that had this kind of, kind of boxy oh. look? Not the yeah. Animals. I mean, it definitely has that. It has that sixty feel. So, what we're gonna do is, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play the open, but it's off of YouTube, so I don't know how well it's going to play. But we're gonna try it. Let but if nothing else, you hear the um, you'll hear the music, which is just really good. So um, the the soundtrack of the whole show is amazing. Sorry for... I know. Uh, I don't know how that played. I hope it played all right. Uh, I'm going to put a link for those in case it didn't. Jeff likes it. I, if you guys have the patience to actually freeze frame that when some of the words are up, like when there's a lot of print in the background, it's uh, Shinichiro Watanabe's vision for the show. Like yeah. it's actually written out and he's, it actually says, you know, we're going to break the genre. We're going to yeah. create a whole new genre. We're going to use all different things. And yeah. It's just... yeah. The music and the visuals to me, I just love it. I don't know why. It just, um, yeah, it just works. And Bebop obviously is the music feel. That's the ship's name, but you know, Bebop is also the type of music. So, um, so yeah, as Mary Beth was saying, so basically, this takes place actually in the future, but not if you look at the years, it's not that far. It's like twenty sixteen no. or something like that. Yeah, it's not yeah. hugely way in the future, but clearly we've we've mastered moving. It's with colonizing the rest of the solar system with these. We have these hypergates, I guess, 
so you can go through and you can jump and but they've Very. colonized planets like venus not just mars but like venus and like their stuff on the jupiter moons and, and stuff like yeah, that. Ganymede, yeah. the funny thing about the world they built and i love the world that they built because it's just so fantastical in a lot of ways is the it's like every place that they terraformed looks just like earth it's like, it's all they all have water and it's just like there's no like weird terrain or anything it's just like cities and nothing too alien yeah it's nothing too alien but, which kind of works though because that's not the focus of the show the focus of the show is not hey look we're on no here. exactly that's not but i do for some reason it just works for me and i don't know why it shouldn't it, it does it should it should make you go they hey. mix like these old kind of like 60s like cars and things and they mix these into like it's weird and with spaceships and they used whatever they needed to tell the story if yep. it needed to be jazz, if it needed to be detective, like a noir, Very had a thing. Detective noir if it was comedy, that if it was horror, if it, whatever they needed, they used for the show. And the same went for the music. And I see Martin's just reminding us that uh, the Wild Wild West had a boxy. Yeah, Wild Wild West yeah, had a boxy. Wild Wild West had a similar sort of a thing. That's why I yeah. said it has a very 60s feel, which I think is what Archer was going for as well. Yeah. That 60s yeah. spy kind of a thing. We're By the way, we are doing Archer. Next week, we're going to Archer's wrap up animation with, yeah. with Archer. And so that's going to be a lot of fun because there's so there's a lot to unpack. Well, maybe there's not that I much. love Archer. <laughs> no, Archer's a simple man. He just wants to drink. <laughs> and the story's drink. not that deep. But it's in this one, deep, in this story, it is they, what I think they do need in, within this 20 some odd episodes that they had. Um, they're only like 20 something minutes. They're not, they're not yeah, like they're an super hour. Short. You can shotgun this. Really yeah. short. But they, they, you start to, you know, you kind of slowly learn everybody's backstory and why everybody like, okay, how Spike is ended up where he was. And even, even, uh, you know, so it was like Spike was originally, uh, Ed, gangster, basically, and, and he got out, he got out from the mob, so to speak, Faye. and then it, it came back. And then we learn about Faye Valentine and how her, how she ended up, you know, all these things. And it, I think, and again, the backstory they for considering they did this all in one season along with other stories yeah they did a really well good job of integrating all that in and you really yeah, they really did so we should, we should yeah yeah you absolutely do start to give a shit we should tell the folks it's episodic there's uh, the loosest overarching plot which would maybe be about spike and julia and vicious and the red dragon syndicate i guess but there's only of the 26 episodes only five episodes deal with that so when i say it's loose i mean it's loose so it's it's episodic some episodes don't contribute but some episodes do as rizzo just said contribute to their backstories and by the end as you get on near the end you have this cohesive family group and then ed and i'm leave and then Faye leaves and it yeah it and that's the and that's it like I don't, yeah, I don't so know you're like again not knowing I don't know if there was intention that it was always ever going to be one season um I don't think that was but it certainly seemed that that's the way it ended because like you said everybody agreed and I agree because in Japan when this aired so this was 1998 in Japan and 2001 in the states um, when it aired in Japan, they got about halfway through the season and Japan pulled the plug. They were like, this is too mature for an audience. You know, this is, we don't like it, whatever. They pulled the plug and it was only after, I don't remember what happened, but they finally, okay, yeah, you can finish it. So I think they knew like, okay, this is it. We only get the one. Let's do it right. There is a movie. The movie takes place between episodes 23 and 24. 
and then this episode 25 and episode 26 is the end which i'm this, having trouble finding other than by paying I, yeah i didn't see it either to be yeah, honest with so you. Uh, i was looking for it and i couldn't find but it. if you're if you're into that existential angst stuff this is it this show is telling you that life is loss and grief and hardship and misery and and joy and it's saying that joy and peace and beauty are there but it's fleeting you only ever get like the slightest and then you're back to you know the misery again um Martin's so asking you, if, i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but yeah. martin was asking if cowboys on the same vein as firefly and it's interesting you said that because i was oh god we need to talk just, about this yeah. just i was just gonna say in a lot of ways the way i think what firefly was going to do and what they've kind of done in novelizations of comic books is that that's exactly what kind of happened is some of the characters peeled off um yeah. you know we saw that in the in serenity that book went off on his own he left serenity anara left serenity she's back on, on her home planet there so um it was it is very similar in a lot of ways i don't know if joss when he wrote firefly if he was pulling anything from this absolutely but there are a lot of it's a very good point martin because there are a lot of parallels with this and and maybe that's why i like it because i love firefly so much yeah and I like this. it's very firefly even the shape the design darker. of the ship is yeah firefly. at times this is a little a lot darker than firefly so I'll, I'll just read a little quote writer director ryan johnson cited cowboy bebop as a bebop as a great visual influence in his films especially his cult 2005 thriller brick which i haven't seen which lends from the anime's overarching sense of dread and noir elements. Apart from this, the animated sequence in Quentin Carantino's Kill Bill Volume 1 is an obvious stylistic nod to Cowboy Bebop, while Ender Ga Ender's Game uh, writer Orson Scott Card likened the anime to Joss Whedon's Firefly as the two pieces emit thematic and narrative similarities. Both of them are saying, find a reason to survive other than you know, just find a reason to survive find a reason to find find a reason that's literally what the shows are saying hmm. so there you go and i mean i came up with it all without even knowing that so but this visual like there's so much there's a straight up nod there's so much star trek and a straight up nod to star trek phase cryo thing is the end is 1701 right but right. visually there's firefly elements there's star wars elements there's star trek elements there's, you remember this came out several years before firefly so yeah sorry i like not, the other way around it's, yeah it's firefly pulled the other from way this, around the other way around yeah but yeah this thing is loaded with nods to other things, to with nods to stuff that came before it. Every single show is a song title or a, re, a reference, reference to yeah. a song. And the shows all have character names in them that are references to other things, other people, other places, including Babe Ruth is in there. Um, there's characters Mao Yen and Jack from Big Trouble in Little China. There's, um, oh, a gazillion of them. I, let me, let me let me pull some up there's like it gets loaded 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 with what uh, is officially called transtextuality transtextuality uh but what we would just say it's got nods and references and stuff like that yep so so yeah so it's uh again so the, so the basic those of you guys that don't know what the pop the storyline is is that Spike Spiegel, who is uh, again this this ex mob enforcer, I guess he kind of was. 
um, who gets out. We don't know that at the beginning and his friend Jet, um, they have this ship called the Bebop. Um, and it's kind of a neat ship in the way that it, it, it lands in water. Like every time it lands on a planet, it lands on water. So it's kind of very, it's like this. It was a, it, I believe I read it was meant to be a fishing, fishing vessel that got refit. Re refitted. That, that sounds about, that's kind of very Japanese with, you know, the, if you look yeah. at Star Blazers. They enjoy that. They, they enjoy yeah. refitting the boats. Yeah. Star Blazers and stuff like that. <laughs> Star Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there, so there's that. So they live on this thing, and and of course the cool thing is it's got like it's like a little aircraft carrier because it can launch spikes as a one man. Turtle. And it has a name, Based, and I forget what the um, name is. Yeah, the main ship is called the Bebop. The little ship, I don't I remember what he called it. But we learn later on the episodes that he got that it's actually a racer, some kind of racing best ship that he got from a guy that builds. It was a custom. It's like a one of a kind. Um, and so, so that's kind of a neat ship. So they'll do that. And of course, they're 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 mercenaries in a lot of ways. They're just trying to, again, very similar to Firefly, where they're just trying to run job to job, collect money. They're bounty hunters. Um, the bounty hunter show, I think, is hysterical because there's a show on TV on the show that goes through the bounties. Yeah, with the blonde available. and the it's guy. Like the cowboy backup. thing. It's yeah. very it's very Japanese the way Japanese see Americans. I think. You know, that they we they think like we're all wearing cowboy hats and and you know and we're all like western garb or something. We have our six shooters. So it was yeah. kind of funny that the way they did it. And uh so that's how they get their jobs. So they watch this show and they're saying, Well, so and so is so many credits now, or you know, to get this guy. And of course, the higher the credit, the more dangerous or harder it is to get these people. So that's their basic thing. And through and of course, then there's crime that gets kind of sprinkled in there yes, sprinkled again in there. very similar to firefly um so then they get so, so then we run into i think within the first couple episodes they run into faye valentine who is also and the first interestingly enough the first one aboard is i'm the dog which um that's true i forgot about he's, he's the very first one and then oh, comes faye and then comes and then comes radical edward because yeah, um i'm yeah okay go ahead tell them about yeah, so, well i'm corgi but what i wanted to ask you was i uh purportedly has the intel is super intelligent as intelligent as a human but did we ever actually see him do anything I like see, i don't know see he was supposed to be the whole point of that episode was he was he had in his genetic code or something carried all like this information modified. like yeah. it was he was literally modified to be like a, a, a thumb drive hmm a biological thumb drive so but and i kind of waited for that to pay something, off something well something happened in the episode and i forgot forgive me because I, I haven't watched it in a while but something that happened in the episode that made him not it's just irrelevant like it didn't matter anymore like so they just kept the dog, so the dog kept worth, plus dogs apparently in this time it, it were very valuable like people people didn't have real dogs like they're all fake dogs so to have a real yeah. dog was like cost millions of dollars to own a dog to begin with so not not then, i he was worth two wulong yeah <laughs> 200 no no just two <laughs> <laughs> so they keep the dog who's a corgi which i love the fact that again they kept dying in the in the live i keep making comparisons to the live action but that's one of the things i loved about the live action is they kind of held it very true to yeah. the animated version and Ayn was a corgi and and he you know they didn't go in they already had Ayn. i don't 
no, they the story how they got Ayn was a little different in the live action than but basically the live action yeah, so they get Ayn and then like, and then they run into Faye, who is another bounty yeah. hunter. And comes um, Faye. And then so they rescue her, I think. Is that how they end up rescuing her? They she cheats them. And then they she, end up having rescue. Card, her. It's that episode. She's playing cards and uh oh she's cheating people at cards. So she's now I can't remember. I literally just watched it like the other night. <laughs> So what basically they think they team up that she screws him and then something happens and she has to get rescued her ship her little yeah ship with the she arm. was out of yeah I definitely remember her being out of fuel That's yeah she was like she drifting so they rescued fuel. her and then she kind of just stays on board but there's yeah, always this tension there. where she's like ready to screw them at any moment um, and then and she, then she ends up having I mean, a very off. very interesting backstory which she we does. don't learn she about really till does. later like the second half of the series the, yeah. Like, um kind of around the middle there somewhere we she gets that betamax tape yeah i think that's after we found out where she was frozen back in the in like 2015 or whatever it was i don't remember i don't know if it was before or after that but it's so basically an interesting moment because she sees herself as a child and she doesn't right so she was frozen for because she was gonna die and she was frozen. But she was in a wreck. She was in a really bad yeah, wreck. She, she was going to die. They killed. fix her. So they froze her. And then apparently sometimes people's like, they lose track of who they are. Because I guess part yeah. of the freezing crisis is there's an amnesia. Yeah. So um, she was revived and somebody took advantage of her, told her she was somebody else and um, basically stole all her money because I guess there was a whole bunch of money. To... Anyway. So, but she eventually finds that out and then, but she never knows who she really was until she finds this, she gets this Betamax tape, which again, is kind of funny because even by 98, nobody was using Betamax. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, and Edward is the one, hey, you got the wrong one. That's not VHS. That's, yeah. So yeah, they pointed out that things had changed. Yeah, so eventually she watches it and it's a tape of, that she made as a kid. And, and actually what you, the city you see in that video is clearly Singapore. Yeah, it's Singapore. So but she's a lovely, sweet little girl. Yeah. And so and, and the Faye you've come right. to, but I mean, now you right. know Faye, no longer a lovely, sweet yeah. little girl. So mm-hmm. you see in this, there's like this disconnect and you're like, yeah. okay, how did this happen? Yeah. How did this so, happen? But so I think she's, she's sad, but I think she sees it and she's actually sad. I think she even, she recognizes yeah. how different she is, you know? Yeah. So And then along comes my favorite character. So as, uh, as uh, yeah, um, radical edward ed which ed is a weird character because (laughs) i'm trying to figure out if if ed is well they never really make it if if ed's like i guess he's supposed to it's a girl but they never really yeah they never there's like some ambiguity because but ed is like this like genius little child who can like hack computers and do stuff and he just she just hangs out with them for a while we don't know. They pick her up on Earth, actually, I think, which Earth they, is kind of like up. not really like nobody like really lives there anymore. Yeah, no one lives <laughs> on Earth anymore, but they pick her up because she not the CPU, the MPU. She was calling it MPU or MPU or something. And she was she was like, you need to fix these satellites or I'm going to help you fix the satellites. It was that whole satellite thing. Remember yeah. that story? But anyways, yeah. this is kind of that details are relevant. She she's like abandoned by her dad like her dad and not like abandoned maliciously he just i think it was like oh i gotta go do this but he just was oh a shiny thing and off he went yeah 
because then he comes back and sees her oh and then at one point he's like oh yeah my son or my daughter i don't remember what it was which one it was and he sees her and calls her francoise so maybe that's her her real name we don't know yeah and, and eventually at the end here's of the, the weird thing he takes off again she's like okay well like this does not affect her in any way shape or form that she's been abandoned by her parents she's like okay i'm gonna go do this now like and she ends up with the dog right and she ends up with the dog. well yeah. the dog goes with us she's leaving and yeah. Ayn just kind of goes with her yeah so so again they all kind of leave and i think uh and and faye leaves so they end up with just spike and then and then there's there is a clash between Spike and and and, and Jet, Jet because yeah Jet Jet used to be a detective and and he was of course working to against the mob and it turns out that now Spike it's well how did it work did Spike kill his or was involved Spike, somehow with killing his wife or girlfriend or something I just watched the episode he did, Spike doesn't kill him Jet goes ahead and takes and turns the guy in. So Jet's oh right, it was the other guy, girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Um, is Get with this new guy named Rent, 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 whatever the guy's name is. And then Spike sees, oh, there's a bounty on on Rent. I'm gonna. But then when Jet realizes, Jet says, no, no, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. And he turns the guy in and protects the his former girlfriend so that she doesn't get turned into. So right. The other character that we didn't is, that is not on the ship that is a very interesting character is vicious yeah he's important vicious no. and julia are both important. right vicious and and right vicious is now the head well he's 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 still he was him and spike, spike. with the time was called uh what the heck did they call him the uh, red dragon fearless. syndicate but he was fearless right? oh yeah they were fearless yeah he was fearless and that was what they call it he went and they were kind of like they were like they reminded me when you saw them and they'd flash back and you'd see them together, they reminded me of um, Pulp Fiction of, uh, you know, of, of Samuel Jackson. And yeah, and, uh, it had and that vibe. I know. Kind of like they were kind of like that. They were like partners in crime and stuff. And then but we clearly learned that Vicious is clearly a psychopath. Um, he's he's clearly nuts, but uh, not stupid, but clearly in that sociopath kind of um and eventually uh he has the girlfriend julia and then spike and julia kind of on the side yeah hook up and they love and of course now he realizes that they can't get out so spike they're gonna leave and then again we find this out this is like one of the last episodes i think um they're gonna leave and and then julia basically bails or she doesn't show up when she's supposed to at this when they were supposed to meet and spike i so think spike goes goes in looking look, goes in after her yeah i think he basically so anyway this the whole thing transpired i don't want to give it all away but everybody thinks epic, spike's dead. epic battle everybody thinks spike's dead and so that spike but okay, again, out the window yeah he goes out the window and they think he's dead and um well, no, that's that's after they come they come back. Is that? Yeah, that's part, the right? second. Sorry, I'm getting yeah, you're getting ahead. No, second no. time around. A, the, the first time is they bat and everybody thinks Spike's dead, so Spike just disappears and he goes yeah. and eventually ends up on the Bebop. Yeah. Um. So he, that's when he changed his name to Spike Spiegel. He's originally goes by Fearless. Um. So, but then eventually Julia and and Vicious find out that he's still alive, and things ensue. Uh, so clearly, Spike has been carrying a torch for 
for Julia for quite some time um, and still does up to the end. And then- Which is pretty interesting. This whole show is re- revolves, not the whole show, Spike's existence revolves around finding Julia again. And we know almost nothing about this girl besides the fact that she was the, his love interest. Like we don't, she's not fully fleshed now, out. Now does he think she's dead? No, because um, no, he knows she's alive because she helped him when he was remember all bandaged up. That yeah. was her that did that in the flashback. But, but Vicious thought he was dead. Vicious probably Vicious thought he was dead. I think Julia, yeah, Vicious thought he was dead when Vicious found. Eventually, Vicious took takes over the whole syndicate. So yeah. he's now in charge. Um, he's not just the, he basically kills off all the head guys and just, okay, now I'm in charge. <laughs> so, which so, they do, yeah. which they do really well in the, um, in the live action version. So I think yeah. it's, maybe it's kind of fitting the live action version and the TV version or the animated version only got one season. So <laughs> let's talk just for a few minutes about the live action version. Because I realized something like I was right with you, like yeah, the live action version is really good, and I don't know why it got canned and da 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 da. da. But upon I had to rewatch a bunch of the anime to refresh for this tonight, and I kind of realized the live action is missing that existential angsty quality. Like sometimes the the anime just let the characters sit in silence. Like after Faye or after uh, Ed and Faye leave. There's a shot of, it's funny, but there's a shot of Jet and Spike sitting there eating the eggs. Yeah. They're literally eating their feelings. There's, it's just music. It's silence. Like the show would let the characters sit in silence so that you could, yeah. for yourself, digest the feelings. The live action show never did that. Live and action Because again, people would be like, what's going on? Why am I sitting here watching these people? Just but that's what made the show great. That's what made you cry. When Ed leaves, that's why you cry. At the very end when Spike, which is ambiguous, but I think he dies. At the very end when Spike dies, you cry because you felt these emotions. You were carried on these emotions along with them. The live action doesn't carry you like that. That's what I think it no, is. No, I guess I know what you're saying. I do get it. I do understand that. Um, but I think in in its own right, it was a good show, and it think it and it was still it still held true to the original story. It wasn't completely. And what I think they did brilliantly was they they recreated the world. Oh yeah! Oh uh, yeah! It was like the yeah. ships looked exactly like the ships from the animated thing, right down. I mean, even to Spike's little race car thing was perfect. Um, the, the the you know the the weird 1960s cars that driving around, you know, and it's weird. It's supposed to be futuristic, but you know, you're supposed to be on Venus, but you have this 1960s Cadillac. Um, it was just that weird kind of juxtaposition of of modern and old. I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, so that the look, the look of the show was was spot on. The look was spot on. The costumings, the casting, I thought was fantastic. Costuming. I know yeah. that um, some people criticize. So Faye in the anime runs around in these little yellow shorts or whatever, yeah. and some people criticize that that Faye didn't. And the, the gal playing Faye was like, "Look, I've got action scenes. I cannot be doing that." Well, I mean, she but was in some, some she, if I remember, had shorts, but she was wearing like stocking, like fishnets or something. If I remember. Yeah, yeah. She's I mean, it wasn't like, like she was like dressed in a suit. She still no, had a no, very no, 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 similar no. 
he was still alpha. Yes. Can I, can I say sexually clad? Fruit. I mean, she yeah. was still sexually clad because I mean, this anime. Let's face it, this anime has fan service. Plenty. There's definitely the male gaze. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. And then there's you know, they actually touched okay. on that's some kind of transgendery gay. There was the one episode. That's where, well, Ed besides Ed, yeah. So the, which would remember this was 1998. 1998, so, yeah. You know, but you know, I have I gotta say, mad props. And those of you who've watched Strange New Worlds and have met Captain April, the whole time I'm watching uh, Jesse James Keitel as Captain April, I'm like, it reminds me of something. It reminds me of something. What is that? I don't know. And I finally figured out what it is. Anime has a long history of what they used to call back in the day androgynous characters, which maybe nowadays have become trans characters or, or, or you know, something else. But I remember, like, do you guys remember G-Force Battle of the Planets? You remember uh, Voltar, the head of the bad guy, Spectre or Spectre or whatever they were? Yeah. That character was androgynous. Yeah. That's what Jesse James Keitel, that's the, the feeling I get. So yeah, anime has a long history of always having that one character. If you guys watch the Macross, uh, Moss Climber, uh, Moss Pita Climber, that one, uh, there was a character named Yellow Dancer, Lance. He was female singer by night and kick-ass fighter by day. Yeah, They have a long history of it. So yeah, of course. Well, of they're course probably a little ahead of us. Um, you know, as we know, the U.S. market is a little uptight. Well, when it came to the states, so like when Battle of the Plants came to the states, they had to change it all up. And the one character where the character, the one episode where the character Voltar did show his androgynousness. Actually, I think in Japan it was he was a hermaphrodite, which is really advanced. Yeah, that's really over the top. With the one episode, they said no, no, it's his sister because the America had to sanitize it and like clean it up. You know, it can't be. I don't remember the episodes of Battle. Only guy in drag you've ever had was Clinger as a kid, but I don't remember. Match. But uh, yeah, it was G Force or whatever the hell we called it, or something. I loved, it. Call oh, it God, I loved it. We used to call it G Force as a kid, but it was actually called Battle of the Planets. But everybody called Battle it. G- everybody called it G Force. G Force, because well, in Japan it was Gatchaman, Team Gatchaman. Yeah, it's a weird. It's still, but but yeah, we all used to watch it. I remember I guess, watching Charlie. it. Yeah, I feel. I'd have to go back and find it and rewatch it and. It, nowadays you go back and you're like what the hell would i why did i love this why was i enamored was the with stupid, this stupid the stupid r2d2 so copy yeah they had a cart they had a, a robot called seven zark seven seven zark seven it was such an obvious ripoff it was R2. like it was like r2 and c3po mixed together kind of thing but anyway we digress i just wanted to make the point that anime has long oh, had different oh, characters right and again this show kind of again there were some episodes that um they uh had to dumb down when they aired it in the states um because they were getting the tvma rating and um yeah this thing aired they, on they didn't uh, air those they didn't air those and even then they just tried to get it to get it down to um the tv uh 14 i think yeah rating or something so and i'm pretty sure it was the episode with the with the android not really androgynous it was kind of like a transgender character um but anyway but yeah and it's pretty that one actually was more graphic sexually than than the average episode yeah Um, they're not they weren't horribly violent i mean there was a lot of violence but it wasn't like i don't remember i've seen far worse worse. again far worse again this aired like she said it aired in 2001 in the states so uh 
20 year, 20 years ago. I mean, given all of that, let's talk about this thing's legacy. It is hands down one of the most classic anime. Like people mentioned this, Akira, and maybe Ghost in the Shell. Like if you say, you know, name a classic anime, this is like, you know, always one of the first ones people mention, always. Yeah. And the story is straightforward. There's no weird twists or anything. It's not a, the good guy gets the girl gets the girl at the end story. It's not. No, it doesn't have a happy. Just it doesn't have a happy ending. It, you're just kind of left with, and that's the point of it. You're just left with. The hell was it's that? Just a and story. that's the point because that's life. Exactly. I think that's its point. Is you know. But it's it's well done. It's it's told very straightforward. The way it pulls in all these different elements from all over the place is so clever and and beautiful really um and martin earlier asked if it was like firefly it's like if firefly meant blade runner sometimes sometimes it has that feel to it with the jazz you know it's not dark well, and rainy it, but it's firefly you know. in the sense that we have a crew that's kind of thrown together in a lot of crew, ways and they and they have and the, doing, a room with a couch yeah and they and they <laughs> kind of do this shit. um you know they're out they're never they never seem to have any money um yeah, they're always they're struggling 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 they you know the parallels are a lot you know they're trying to always get these jobs whatever they can get some of them are legal um you know that kind of thing uh so they're always ending up in trouble so there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels to firefly um you know they're and, going from from planet to planet within one solar system um which is yeah. firefly you know uh, it never punishes its characters for being wrong or troubled or whatever it just says it's okay to be lonely it's okay to have problems it's, it's okay you know, and and maybe finding friendship can add a new meaning to your life, which is what Jet and Spike figure out when the two girls leave and they're alone again. Then that's what they realize. Like, is it one of those you don't know what you have until it's gone kind of situation? Right. I think. I think. Yeah. I find I find a lot of deep meaning in this thing. Some people don't. Some people just see it as surface level. You know, space. Well, I mean, it's just, bounty it's hunter, kind of you, you can know. get what you want out of it if you yeah. want just entertaining action not really get into the deep part of it you get that um but if you 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 know if you want it you look if you look further and deeper into their stories and what they're emotionally going through there's that too so i think that's yeah. probably why it was so popular across the board because i think people could get out of it absolutely and they, i think it's what they wanted despite that nuance it's still easy to digest. so it's excellent for beginners like if you've never seen anime and you want to get into anime this is a great place to start because it's a straightforward story that's easy to digest yeah and there's like you're really, rarely there's left really confused. weird good episodes that you're just like wow this is like the one with the little kid that's that's immortal yeah that's old and then that was like freaking me out <laughs> it's like such a freaky episode you know it was like what is going on here and then you know the ending of it is kind of funny because he ends up finally dying yeah or sorry but um yeah it's just it's weird um trying to find some pick out some of the more popular uh well the one that's the nod to aliens with the thing that evolved in the right, fridge that's kind of there's fine like this thing is living in the refrigerator yeah it's two things going on at once in that in that you see it through the eyes of each character not this monster but each character says their life lesson and spikes is don't leave things in the fridge but it kind of gives you some insight in each character as they're dealing with this thing that's like creeping around on their ship just like alien like this creature is on their ship and kind of hunting them down through the various corridors and stuff 
Yeah. Um, yeah, anyone with Spike and Julia and all that, anyone, you know, anything looking at, but here's the thing is everyone kind of has their backstory episode. Faye does, Jet does with the girlfriend and Rent or Rent or Rent or Runt, whatever his name was. But but Ed's, like, you're like, oh, I got to see Ed's. No, she just gives them all like hallucinogenic mushrooms and the entire yep, the the crew just trips. Yeah. They just trip balls for an episode. Yeah. Toys in the Attic was the one you're referring to. Toys in the Attic is the one, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, there's actually one called Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, that's the one, again, uh, I think, is that the one with the guy? I gotta think. There was that one guy that's like, he's like the top hat and he's like killing people and he's like is that that one not asimov but uh vincent was it vincent who's the other guy that um spike had that killer spike has some killer showdowns with some of these guys gorgeously animated fight scenes and really clever like the the, the ending fight scene with vicious i'll i'll just oh, say no, that it, was they're fighting the foe that yeah, the if, I just want to make a point about the animation. They're fighting, 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 and at some point they accidentally trade weapons, <laughs> and they're still fighting with each other's weapons. And then they they stop and they're discussing it, and like, okay, let's finish this. And they trade back to their own weapons again, and then they finish it. It's just it's it's different and cool. It's cool. It's almost too cool for its own good sometimes. Like it's just a cool, cool show. Yeah. And a lot of people like, you know, I watched a couple episodes. I couldn't really get into it. I don't, I'm not trying again. And be warned, it's not going to pick up. That's its speed. That's its tempo. It's just going to live there. But find what it's saying. Yeah. You know? And, and I think the beauty of it is that they are only half hour under. They're under. Only half minutes, hour. So it's like you can, you know, if you want to watch it while you're having lunch or something. That's what I did. I was like, I'd, I'd throw yep. it on when I was having lunch and and I'd watch an episode. And uh, yeah, they're just, they're just really, they're really, I'm, I'm after we're talking about this i want to go back and rewatch it now because yeah i do too like i want to go back and just usually how we work so but anyway yeah just the ending when it all kind of comes together kind of random with this one but it it was just kind of hard to to pin it down with all the episodes of what was really good and what yeah yeah uh, and just to kind of put a little cherry on the top of the cake i know most nearly everyone and spoiler guys spoiler spoiler most nearly everyone agrees it's a little ambiguous at the end but most nearly everyone agrees that spike dies at the end but uh, Shinichiro, what, Shinichiro Watanabe, the creator, has uh, cryptically, he doesn't think Spike dies and has cryptically said he thinks there's more to Spike's story. Oh, well, I think I agree so, because here's the thing. We already, he's already been dead once. He's already you know, been dead once. He's already yeah. been dead once. And, you know, there's no reason why um, they, they can't, uh, you know, bring him back again you know uh so future we've colonized space you think medicine would have evolved by now although remember the episode when it, oh toys in the attic with the creature it bit jet on the back of his neck and so they're looking for medicine for him and he's like and he's got a little box of tiger bomb which is a real thing and you can get it at cvs or whatever and then he comes out with like a desiccated dead chameleon and a desiccated dead scorpion he's like well you grind these up and make a tea out of I'm like, yeah, well, that, so again, hard. that's the Asian. I think that's the influence that's of the, the Asian, Asian, Asian yeah, culture, like, you know, that, medicine, yeah. that you'd have something like that. But again, remember, these people had they had no money, so you know, yeah, yeah, they had no money. So they it doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't have even a proper, um, a proper med kit, you know, on board and stuff like that. So, 
anyway yeah it's 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 a really good show if you haven't seen it we can't i recommend especially if you're you know you want to break into anime it's probably a good because it's um it's not as as confusing as some of them can be no Uh, it still have confusing moments but yeah no it's a pretty straightforward story it's it's just one of these things where you need to kind of read into it for yourself. You will be humming the Analyze opening it. sequence scene. Oh God, yeah, as I did for like a month. We will. Other, <laughs> other. For me personally, I love anime, and so for me personally, I was all over, um, um, like Robotech, uh, Captain Harlock, of course, Star Blazers, and we did that one on the show. And then we did Star other, Blazers, we did Star yeah. Blazers, but film. Yeah, we not did Star Blazers. We did Star. We did the uh, movie. We did the live action model, movie, model. right? Yeah. And then for me, for anime guys, the the greatest of them all, Hayao Miyazaki. This is the one. This is the Studio Ghibli. Uh, they did Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, uh, sorry, I just went right out of my brain. Howl's Moving Castle, which fascinating was written by a British woman, not Japanese. It's not. Yeah, it's you know, not, I've seen it's a British that one. story. I didn't really care for that one, but. I, well, how do you not like Howl's Moving Castle? It's the single know. greatest anime in the world. It didn't speak to me. Uh, Maybe I need to watch uh, it. Um, where's the filmography? I just pulled this guy up. Like every single. Uh, Princess Mononoke, which is a cre- oh, Spirited Away, which is absolutely amazing. Sorry, Ponyo. And uh, Totoro, which, which I had seen Totoro in Japanese. But right around the time when I was starting to take Japanese in college, I found uh, Tonari no Totoro, and I learned so many Japanese words, so much Japanese from that movie. So yeah, all of those, uh, I cannot recommend them enough. But those, just so to be clear with everyone, um, those are not in the same vein as Cowboy Bebop or or Akira. Though uh, this uh, Studio Ghibli is like the Disney. It's like the Disney of anime. It's all the happy, fun, sweet, cute animals. And then there's like, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Akira, Vampire Hunter D, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, so it's, it's like you said, those some of those get kind of yeah. I would say this: you're gonna if you want, if you haven't seen any, or you, you want to kind of dip your toe in the water, this is a good one to watch. And then, or just or just go and watch the live action one and see if you enjoy. Or that. watch the live action one. Um, I think it's worth watching. Even, um, even if Valley you haven't watched any of the original stuff, this show I think stands on its own. Um, Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I think more because I'd seen the the animated version, but. It does I don't think it would take it anyway if you didn't. So well, if you if you want that angsty feeling, that that emotional, then maybe stick with the anime because the the it, live action, like I said, it just glosses right over. It just go 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 go. It doesn't let you. Well, you got to remember they only had eight episodes as opposed to twenty. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. That is so. You know, true. they were an they hour as opposed to half an hour, but so yeah. they and they still told a lot of the stories the main character stories that they did in the animated version so they probably couldn't waste too much time with existential no angst no angst for you no angst no. well no it, angst it's, it's eight o'clock already hold all right coming up so, coming up roy, roy. Well, actually, fez, fez congratulations on your engagement you don't know fez has got engaged says the young captain do we have a, do we, does he have these set any dates i probably not still too early I don't believe so. I feel like it's the fall, but what do I know? 
soon. I have no well, idea. That soon. You think it's going to be soon, soon? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Phil will be talking to a California-based band called Temple of Switches at 3 p.m. tomorrow about their new album. And then later in the afternoon, WUSB will be again broadcasting live from a place that Phil insists is called Patchog. I think it's Pachogi, but hey, you guys want to be Patchog? I think he's right. It's called Patchog. Pachogi. I think Pachogi sounds better. <laughs> and Roy, I wrote it down, Roy. Hang on, Roy. Oh, he's a really, really good one. Friday night. Friday night, Roy is doing Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, I love that one. Classic from Maya and, and, and Harryhausen. Again, we were talking about that last week. Um, all those Ray Harryhausen skeletons and and whatever all the all the creatures from that are in there and then yes uh, yes classic harry has in classic stop motion whatever it is yeah it, it's an all one of the all-time favorites and then us we just already mentioned we're going to be doing archer and then kids we're on holiday we're, we're off for two, for two weeks yeah for me because i'm off for two so um, so join so, us next yeah, week for so Archer. Archer will wrap up our animation. When we come back, we'll we'll start something new. I don't know what. So um, either. Yeah, we'll come up with. But there's something. so much to choose from. Someone the other day was talking. Someone today was actually talking to me about. Uh, do you guys remember weird weird science and real genius? Yeah, yeah. Oh, funny, good, funny. Good stuff. movies, eighties, good eighties, good eighties silliness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think. I think real genius is better than science. Uh, I agree. I think we're, like we're science was sheer silliness. Real genius actually attempted to kind, kind of, of yeah. It was funny. It was good. good Val Kilmer and young Val Kilmer. Yeah, it's very irreverent. Really good, clever. Yeah. And it's you know yeah it's well it's, the ending with the popcorn I guess that was kind of silly but the rest it of it silly, like you but know that was the point. Suspension of disbelief. So it 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 was very it was not dissimilar to what maybe some of us actually experienced in university so you know well i don't know about that weird but yeah it's kind of straight it was it was university college gets a little weird guys i mean that's that's those are when, that's the time of life when maybe that stuff's so gonna go on i've been there i don't remember it as well but and i mean either but i, I loved it i, I love that, that movie and so that yeah who knows we might do something like that we'll see guys you always you can always send us a message or post it on our page or something. <laughs> someone's texting me kent the name of the character in the movie is kent kent, <laughs> kent I, i'm talking to you kent, this is god this kent is god kent you know? <laughs> I that that really weird i remember the car he had that really weird uh friend it's a it's a oh yeah yeah with the big round it's either with the bug eye. It's either yeah. a Peugeot or a, or it's an old, it's a classic what was French it with car. The big round uh, headlights. Yeah, it was right? very weird. You almost never would see it in the states. I'm like, it would have to be imported. It was never sold here. Uh, I just remember that his that was his car. So he was also the baddie guy. He's like that poor guy. That actor's another one that always ends up playing the doofus baddie. He was also the baddie in another great classic, which was Bachelor Party with Tom with Tom Hanks. When Tom Hanks was just did comedy. The guy playing Kent or the guy playing Professor What's His Buddy? The guy the... playing Kent. Oh, okay. Because Richard no, no, Atherton. Well, yeah. Uh, William, yeah. William, William Atherton. William Atherton, which is Dickless from the Ghostbusters. Dickless, who's Dickless plays, from Ghostbusters. Or William Atherton always plays, always plays an asshole. The worst person. Yeah, he always plays a dick. That's kind of... And I, 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 I think <laughs> I told you on the God. show, I've, I've actually met the man. <laughs> Kent, the line in the movie was, stop touching yourself. <laughs> stop touching yourself, Kent. Stop touching yourself, okay. Kent. Yeah. Really is gone. <laughs> uh, see, Kent. And, then and on that note, <laughs> Kent 
<laughs> See how appropriate just guys named Kent. <laughs> yeah. Stop touching yourself, Kent. All right. On that note, phrasing. Getting ready for next week. Are we still doing phrasing? phrasing. Still doing phrasing. Why are we doing phrasing? Do you want ants? Because that's how we get in. That's how you get ants. Right. All right. So uh, we'll see you next week with Archer. Um, if you haven't watched it, binge it. There's like 12, 12 seasons. Go. <laughs> Start, now. Start now. Start tonight. Really good. It's well worth, well worth watching. Uh, so, all right, guys. On that note, we will see you next week. And in the meantime, live long and prosper. Stay safe, all that jazz, and enjoy your summer. Bye-bye.